Ready, ho, Titans, young and old. These are the old Titans, and I'm getting a weird look from the D-Man. I don't think he likes my Heidi hoes. How do you know? Because he's Ned Flanders, as I said before in Simpsons. You like Ned Flanders too happy. He says Heidi Ho. He says Heidi Ho? He does. I did not know that because I don't he's know who Heidi Ned Ho Flanders neighbor. is. Okay. Yeah, that's you. Okay, well, I guess you I'll, I'll own that. You have a lawsuit on your hands, actually. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll own that. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Okay. Anyway, so this is John Paul. B-Man. So, we're back. Yes. Started to mention what the topic is, but we'll get to that in a second. Instead, let's go ahead and go with the B-Man question of the week, and then we'll mention yeah. the topic, because it's kind of humorous. And... So, um, anyways, if you could meet somebody in the comic industry, and I might have asked this before, I can't remember. I'm, I'm I don't old. think so. I'm old, right? Yeah, that's yeah, okay. We can do it again. Who, who would it be? Somebody in the comic industry. Yes. You do not mean a character. You mean a I mean writer, a writer artist, artist. Still alive. Publisher. Editor, didn't matter. Yeah, if you want to meet an editor, that's fine. Letterer. Inker. Inker. Colorist. Yeah, tracer, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Okay. Um, chasing Amy joke there. Yeah, yes, you like yeah, that? Yeah. It was probably not my, if I had to rank them, not my top Kevin Smith movie, but it was good. What was the top Kevin Smith movie, you think? For me, Mallrats is the one I okay. watch over and over and over. Right, the best you. one, though, the best one, uh, Dogma. I, I love Dogma. Really? But Mallrats is the one that I'll sit there and watch over and over. See, that actually shocks me, because you're a big religious guy, and I figured Dogma you'd be actually almost against. No, because it wasn't anti-religious. It was made by somebody, Kevin Smith, who is a Catholic and very proud to be a Catholic and loves the Catholic Church and thinks they have messed up in a lot of places and a lot of areas. <laughs> and I agree with him. Okay. And he wanted to point out, here are things that someone who cares about the Church wishes you would change or do different and there's your religious aspect of the show there Thank we you. go there okay we go. so go ahead all right so the one person in the comic industry i'd like to meet yes i had an answer all prepared you know what well, we just screwed that up i was gonna say jeff johns I was, there was no question jeff johns because of him being controlling sort of the tv and movie and comic and everything else mm -hmm. aspect of dc and i probably should still go with that but part of me wants to say kevin smith He's written okay. comics quite a bit, and that would be a very interesting person to meet. I, I'm going to stick with Jeff Johns, but now I'm on the fence. It's like 51 to 49, Jeff Johns versus Kevin Smith. That's wow. my answer. Okay. I'm going to be basic, Stanley, as you know, but again, I'll think Kevin Smith is myself. I'm like, I would like to meet him. <laughs> Which, by awesome. the way, he's coming to Megacon Tampa this year. He is. He is. He was here last year at uh, Megacon Orlando. Was he? You had to pay extra to see him. Oh, I, I did not see And that. I didn't pay extra to see him. Okay. Well. Him and uh, Jason Mewes were here. Well, they're both in Tampa this year, so. So they're doing the same tour, probably. And that means probably, once again, you got to pay extra to see them. I don't know that. We'd have to look into it. Okay. But, um, no, but Kevin Smith would be a pretty cool person to sit down, meet, talk to. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. So anyways, that was a little... Thing. All right, it was so a simple question. That was a simple question. This is one of our shortest questions we've ever had as far as answers, and we just moved well, right on. That's because we, we kind of have to in this one. Yeah, we got yeah. Used, we got listener complaints. Yes, we uh, promised a Megacon episode, and we gave like two minutes of one. Yeah, recap. We did recap, a, We yes. did a full Megacon episode. We did. From the floor, live, sort of live. I mean, we were live, and yeah. we were on the floor while it was live. People we're talking to were live? They were live. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they got but, to but we didn't do a good recap episode. We, no. We talked for 35, 36, 37 minutes about news and Wonder Woman and other stuff. 
six minutes maybe about MegaCon and then went into your question of the week that we just got through answering. Yeah, so uh, let's get to that actually, shall All right. we? So let's not worry about what we might have said last time. Let's just pretend we haven't talked about it at all. We're just a week late. Which We're just normally a week late. We usually yeah, are. That's, that's, that's us. Yes. It, it will be. Um, probably perpetually. So yes. general impressions. What did you think of MegaCon this year? Um, I liked it. A lot of flaws in this one I particularly saw. Right. Um, I think it was maybe the concourse they chose. Had, the north-south concourse yeah. area. Yeah. Biggest complaint, again, and you and I talked about it not too long ago, was there wasn't a general meet-and-greet area for just for the actual just people right. that go with the attendees. You know, last year, it seemed like you walked in, there was a big empty room. Actually, everybody kind of took pictures, met, and that kind of stuff. And one large hallway right outside that. Exactly. So you, you couldn't get to the other one right. without passing through that. So no matter where people were... You could see them. You knew where everyone was. Right. And this one just seemed like, even watching some of the videos online, um, I watched a lot of them actually recently. A lot of people there at these conventions I just totally missed because yeah. they were hanging out one end of the hallway and I was, just didn't see them. So that was my first complaint, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it was great that they had more space. Right. I will say that. that. I get the reason they did it. Spread out in the north-south concourse was a lot more elbow room for everybody versus oh, the west concourse. So that's giant check mark in the plus column right. in the pros column. In the cons column, though, because you had, you know, the way the dealer's room was laid out, you had the north and the south door, which, you know, once you're inside that place, you don't know which way is north and south. You just had to kind of figure it out. Oh, so many times it got spun around. Yeah. yeah. But you had the two doors on either end, and half your panels on one hall half from the other it was completely separating everybody um with a giant crowd in between i mean the dealer's room giant crowd so if you found yourself in one the north or the south concourse yeah if you were wanting to just hang out meet people take pictures or have pictures taken of yourself you didn't really feel the desire to wander to the other one because it was such a pain so it did it created a separation if they had done it intentionally where they said south concourses are anime and gaming people North Concourse is our DC versus Marvel people. Don't break the windows, guys, you know, and had fun with it. Right. That could have been cool. But there was they just let people kind of figure it out on their own. Plus, I don't think they intended for the Artist Alley spot to be a general hangout, but it became kind of a general hangout for people. It really was, actually. I, I thought of that as well. I was surprised yeah. by that. Generally, and, it's pretty quiet in that area. Yeah, and usually in Artist Alley, you're not allowed to have cameras in there. Because, you know, they sell photos of the stars, and they don't want you just walking up and taking photos of the stars. That's something you're supposed to pay to do extra. So for many conventions, you, you cannot even pull your camera out when you're in the artist alley area. And I say artist, not meaning just drawing people, but, you know, the celebrities, any, any of that kind of, any, anyone that you're there for an autograph or anything else from. You can't even pull your camera out. Um, well, this became a hangout, and people had their cameras out left and right. I probably have a picture of a star somewhere on a, one of my pictures of somebody in costume because they just in the background. It's true. Um, so it was kind of odd. Okay. But but I do appreciate the fact that they spread it out. That was that was a big plus. Yeah, it almost is like a no-one situation for them. Either you yeah. did the way you did last year, which the convention floor was so busy, even on like a Friday. Yeah. As opposed to this year where you had space. Saturday is still a nightmare downstairs, yeah. I'm not going to lie. But other than that, yeah. 
This, this is where I wish they would expand a little bit into the hotels, because, you know, the north-south concourse is connected directly to the Hyatt, which right. has a large convention space. Mm-hmm. The west concourse is connected to both um, the Rosen Plaza and the Rosen Center, but very close to the Rosen Center, which has a lot of convention space. Right. If they could use some of that, I don't. they don't have to use everything, but if they could use some of that, and maybe, I'll just, here's my hypothetical, if you were to say all of our Star Wars content is going to be in the Hyatt, you know, everything's going to be over there. Star Wars panels, um, Star Wars hangout areas, fan panels, stars, all of that. All of our comic book materials can be over the Rosen Center. All of our Walking Dead material will be in the North Concourse, you know, or horror. Let's just say horror in general. And if they spread it out by type of material to different areas, now they're intentionally, they're not saying, if you're in costume and want to hang out, go to this spot. It'll just happen. If you're somebody who's a fan of Star Wars, you're more likely to be having a Star Wars costume. And if you're going to attend to those panels, you're going to hang out in that area and you can find the Star Wars costumes there. And it, even though it's spread out, you're going to get a little bit more um, groupings. You, you can find the people you care about being around. Okay, I agree. So that's something I would highly recommend they look at doing. But of course, it's going to be a lot of money. Because that's a whole lot more space. And not only that, I'm going to say one more thing. Well, as a complaint, this one is actually a general complaint. Okay. Um, I figure people... That's not a lot of boy. Not on the microphone. Oh, I didn't hear something. Okay. Well, John Paul is drinking his Coke Zero. The only person in the world that actually drinks Coke Zero. But that's all right. Is it good? It's very good. That's good. Yeah, my throat was getting tired there, and I wanted to be able to talk without coughing. Oh, Coke Zero, not a sponsor, but Coke Zero is delicious, I'm guessing. Yes. Nah, it's not actually. Anyways, um, you figure the average attendee, how many people, like, percentage-wise cosplays for Megacon? For Megacon? Yes. Last year, I would have said 75% easily. Now, I'm going to leave Saturday out. Saturday has so many, in in any convention. This is any convention anywhere in the country. I won't say anywhere in the world because I haven't been outside this right. country to conventions, but anywhere in this country, Saturdays you have all of the um, people who just, they heard about it, they want to come down and see what's going on, take a few pictures, walk through the dealer's room and leave. I hate to say this, but somehow getting in the way, you know, of the people who really want to hang out there and it's their life right. versus just the drop-in. So if you look at the Thursday, Friday, Sunday crowds, last year I would have said 75% cosplayed, mm-hmm. maybe more. This year, it felt like a whole lot less, and I don't, I, I'm not sure percentage-wise, but it felt like 50% max, okay. um, and at least half of those, I had no idea what they were cosplaying. There was a lot of gaming and anime, but that, that's okay, but yeah. I, it, was just, it was a different um, feel, but I would say it was a lot less this time. My complaint is that um, you guys, for example, not me as much, I don't really, I'm really a great hey, costume designer. But it doesn't matter. I mean, even if you buy it or have someone make it or anything else... Right. Shout out to Sharky. He does fantastic work. Your costume looked great, right. and and you owned it and lived it. And it, it was you did you did a great well, job. I'm saying an average cosplayer that goes all four days most likely they have two or three different costumes. Correct? You think? Yeah, you get a few cosplayers who they spent so much time making that one really elaborate costume. They wear it all weekend. Yeah, they want to wear it all weekend, and I and I get that. If you're say Sharky who did his steampunk Green Lantern, that is so much work and effort goes into that. You don't want to wear it for five or six hours one day and you're done. You spent months on that. Right. I get it. But, yes, most people are going to have two or three. Even if it's something that, I can't wear this anymore today. And you switch into something else. 
Karen does that a lot, where she'll have two costumes a day. One costume, though, is more of the off-the-rack um, Wonder Woman dress from Hot Topic type thing. So it's not necessarily cosplay, but it's presenting, this is something I really like, that she'll switch into at the end of the day. Right. But this shit, I mean, they still give wristbands. And that yeah. really bothers me, because yeah. I'm like, you know, my costume, for example, the bullseye costume I wore, you, I had gloves. So I had to make the wristband extremely, because you wait all four days, essentially. Yeah. I had to make it extremely, like, loose. Because you get this gloves on and off, you know. Which, of course, technically breaks their policy. It does. And that's mind-blowing to me. Because a lot one, of people switch One costumes. finger width around your wrist. Yeah, there was no way I did that. I don't way. know. But, you know, it's hard because I'm like, a, somebody that wants to cosplay all the time, to do that wristband, the wristband just gets in the way. Yeah. I had to think she'd do lanyards. I don't know why they don't do lanyards now. And, of course, they do if you buy the premium or bigger packages. Right, but the average person doesn't do that. No, no. The, the one-day people and the just normal deluxe, whatever you want to call the package, I don't, the weekend pass. Right. The weekend pass or the day pass, just wristband. And I don't think they're pushing the lanyards as a reason to upgrade. They just, it's easier for them to spot that versus a different colored wristband. And I understand that, but I think that really affects the cosplayers. Because well, it does. even to me, I was like, that really affected the reason I didn't cosplay it all on Sunday. I'm like, I'm a, just, it's a pain. And, and I know the reason, well, two things. One, they do wristbands because they're cheaper. Right. Especially if you're a commercial venture. But even if you're a fan-run one, it's cheaper. You're, you're having to spend less money on a, on a whole, you know, one box probably will cover everybody you have at the convention. Because mm-hmm. that box could hold thousands and thousands of oh, wristbands. Absolutely. Printing up um, the badges, even if you don't give them the lanyard, even if they have to bring their own, you know, rope for around the neck to clip the thing on, the badge costs a whole lot more. I, I get it. You know, for me, add $1 or $2 to the cost of the weekend. I'm okay with that. Absolutely. I don't, I don't say add 10 or 20 or $50. One or $2 is going to cover you. Yeah, because lanyards are really not expensive. No, no. Um, in fact, I would, I would add the extra dollar for the actual lanyard itself, not just the badge. Myself, yeah. And every single year have a lanyard that has, like, the name and the date of that year on it. That would be great. That's actually a great marketing. I think that'd be awesome. And I've got a collection at home right now. Every single badge I've had from, uh, there's one year for the Dallas Comic Con, um, every year for Dragon um, Dragon Con, uh, the one year San Diego. I think I have one more in there. I haven't I, kept a single wristband. I would have kept them as well. But yeah. MegCon, it's a MegCon. Things junky by the time. Yeah. Especially, you know, last year where I didn't really need it, I just... I washed it left and right because, you know, I want to actually shower, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I kept it on. Like, you don't want to throw it away. It's yeah. just, to me, that's poor planning. They yeah. should really advance from that. Um, so that's just a couple of things I think they need changing. Anything you think they need changing on? I think the biggest is, um, first, a big shout-out to everybody who's a volunteer at Megacon. Right, absolutely. Everybody who's wearing the yellow shirts that said crew across the back. I talked to many, many of them. As did I. Sometimes, just because we're standing there for a long time in a line, and there's somebody to talk to. Right. Sometimes, though, and many times, it's because I needed directions, or is this really the line I need, or what's going to be in this room next, or, you know, whatever. Um, every single one of them were very friendly, always tried to help. So, fantastic um, crew. I don't know how much of that is because they interviewed well, which I don't think is the case, or how much of it is because they got lucky which is probably a bigger reason, or how much of it is because the people in Orlando are just fantastic people. I'm going to go with that one as the biggest reason. All right. All right. Yeah, hometown spirit. Yeah. Um, they did no training for them, though. Right. So many of them mentioned, one of them actually told me what their training was, but many of them had no idea where to send you. They would try to be helpful. They would radio or walk with you somewhere or anything else. 
but they had no idea. And if you talk to two or three different people with the same question, you got two or three different answers because they really didn't know. And the one person who told us what the training was, they get an email telling them where to show up, when to show up, and what they're going to be doing that day. One email. Maybe it's two emails, but you know, that, right. that's it. That's really not what I'd call training. That's, no, I agree. That's a reminder. You gotta have yeah. a training first. Even if your training is a video online, so you don't have to sit there and you know plan a session with everybody. You could record a video as if you're the convention runner, telling people and walking them through what to do. People watch that on their own, and they can't get their badge or wristband or whatever until the system says they've watched the video. That and, works. And then, in fact, maybe even have a questionnaire at the end to make sure they really paid attention. Didn't it play and walk and have dinner and come back later? They walk through the questions, the they answer it, yeah. They answer the questions, and then if they answer them successfully, you can be a volunteer. Because it is an important thing, for, especially the commercial ones. Commercial ones like Megacon is even more important. They're the face of that convention. If they're rude or give a bad experience to the customer, they could lose money by people not returning the following year. So it's even more important to them to be training these people than it is a fan-run one. So I think, I think that's the biggest thing I saw was that. Okay. No, I agree with you. Um, positives? Positives. Um, the more space. We mentioned that already, but the more space. Um, I think there were less people this year, but it could just be that it was spread out more. I haven't heard the final numbers, but I never felt too crowded. Even Saturday, because I went to several panels, I think at the worst part of the day I was in panels, so I never felt too bad in the dealer's room. It was never one of those times where I felt like, okay, I'm shuffling along with the crowd, and if somebody yelled fire... None of us can go anywhere, and we're all dead. I never felt like that. Which was last year, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most conventions have those times. Right. The best conventions have those times. Never felt like that. The aisles were good and wide. Sure. You probably can never make them wide enough for the busiest part on Saturday. But the the aisles were good and wide. Um, Lots of food vendors. The food selection was fantastic. Now, yes, I got tired of it after a while and wanted to go up the street up I-Drive. But, hey, there's a lot of selection up I-Drive, so that's good. Um, I have a good shout out to, I don't remember the name of the booth, but the one that was doing donuts, man, that, they smelled good. You could smell them across half the dealer's room as they were frying up the donuts and they tasted even better than they smelled. So, Slightly donuts. expensive. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those, okay. No, I get you. I get you. You can spend less, but you waste an hour leaving and coming back. Exactly. Versus, yeah, this is convenience. It's convenience fee. And there were actually two this year. I kind of liked it with two different, um, Eating areas yeah. on, the, on the dealer floor, which yeah. is kind of cool. And I didn't then know outside one as well. There. Yeah, I didn't even know one of them was there. Neither did I until the next, actually, on the Yeah, halfway through, um, I discovered the second one was behind um, all the artists who were signing. Yeah, never knew that was there as well. I'm with you. But there was never any long lines either. And that's part of what made me feel like there was less people. We ate every day there, at least one meal, around lunchtime, you know, around the noon time, and it never was crowded. I could always find a table easily. Um, I never had to wait for more than one or two people in front of me in any line. Um, so that's good. Maybe mm-hmm. that's because they did have more of them. Um, so that was good. They had a good selection of guests this year. I like the selection of guests. I hated that a lot dropped at the last minute. Right. But that's not their fault. That's Celebrities have schedules. And One thing I'll say, too, I'm a big Norman Reedus fan, but at this point, you got to stop advertising him. <laughs> I mean, it seems, I know he, Spooky, up years ago, someone that he was supposed to come to, never yeah. came, dropped. It seems like he drops a lot. Adam Baldwin is like that. Adam Baldwin, uh, Jane from Firefly. Yeah. Very notorious for, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Nope, couldn't make it at the last minute. And I get it. I mean, 
they have a lot going on. These are people who work a lot, but okay, if you're a fan-run convention at least, say you're Dragon Con, just don't announce those people until two or three weeks out and then announce them at the last minute. Because you know what? You're not there as a profit place. You're still selling. It, it, everything's fine. Wait till the last minute. And now you sure? Make that your last minute announcement to build up that excitement right at the end. If you're for profit, you probably have to announce the Norman Reedus's and people like that early because it starts the sales. But it, it, They're going to make the money anyways. They're going to make They probably are. And the number of people, I heard a lot of people complaining about the drops. Norman Reedus was the name I heard the most. I heard a lot of complaints about the drops. I remember there's a few years ago he was supposed to come to a, one of the conventions at Rosen and he dropped at the last minute as well. And it's kind of like, why, man? I mean, at this point, just stop announcing him. Yeah. He's not coming. Yeah. And again, now if two weeks out, you get confirmation, it's probably not going to change in the last two weeks. And you want to make a big last minute push? Great. Because you know what? On site sales, they're usually a higher ticket price. That right. means that last minute push with the big name probably is going to make you more money. As long as you felt comfortable with the ticket sales you're going to have up front. So, Were you uh, heartbreaking about Mike Tyson canceling at the last minute? I think he canceled like Saturday night, right? I didn't know he canceled. I think, I want to say it was Saturday night he canceled. Well, since I didn't look for him and didn't care about him being there, I, I honestly didn't realize he canceled. Yes, he did not show up. Uh, you know, I'm not heartbroken on that I one. thought you would be. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to go back to the Mike Tyson thing. You touched on this uh, earlier, the cosplay thing. Yeah. Big fans of it. It seemed like I'm, my age is showing at this point in cosplaying. <laughs> um, okay. You're probably going to explain it in a different way, but you're not referring to the fact that as we get older and become old titans, and you notice I say we, Yeah. the body settles, and you suddenly don't look as good in no, costumes. No, I'm, I'm not talking about the belly. I, I okay. showed my okay. spandex costume last year, which you guys made fun of me for, which is funny because your belly is bigger than mine. You know. I'm just saying right now, your belly, that's, that's cool. No big deal. I'm going to ignore the part that John Paul's belly is bigger than my belly. John Paul has a big belly. Anyways, <laughs> ignoring that part, it does seem like the cosplay this year, I had no idea what 90% of people were. Well, yeah, I, I kind of touched on that. It seemed like half of it, at least, was gaming and anime. Right. And anime, a lot of times, is throwing a pink or blue wig and a crazy Japanese-looking yeah. dress or something and walk around going, hee-hee-hee-hee-hee, and, right. okay, you're an anime character. Maybe they are a specific character, but we don't have any idea. That's the thing, is, you know, comic book characters, I know most of them. Yeah. But it seemed like comic book character... Um, other than, you know, the Spider-Mans and Deadpools and Holly Quinns you see all throughout Megacom. It seems like maybe... I'm just going to throw a number out there. 10%, you think, cosplayers, comic book characters? The obscure comic book ones were less than 10%. Right. The second stringers... Which is bullseye and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a very small number. Like I said, you got plenty of Supermans. This year, of course, lots of Wonder Woman and Supergirl. Oh, absolutely. And that, yeah. that, that, those two are huge. Right. More so than Deadpools and Harley Quinns. Deadpools, people took our advice, Sean Paul. Yeah. Weren't a lot of Deadpools this year. No. They were and still a decent amount, but compared to last year, not you know, I had much. one negative Deadpool experience. Walking down an aisle once, we saw a group of five or six of them being obnoxious. Never saw them again. I saw two Deadpools. I took their picture because they had obviously spent a lot of time in their costume. They looked fantastic. They stayed in character for the picture. Mm-hmm. But they were not being obnoxious to the people around them. Right? They, they were, they were good costumes. I, I really appreciated that work. There's a difference between those two types, so that that was good. But there were not a lot of Deadpool's, and while there were more Harleys than there were Deadpool's, which was different this year than last, um, 
there were not as many Harleys as as I was expecting. Um, I think a lot of the Harleys went to the Wonder Woman and Supergirl yeah. transition. Yeah, because there, yeah. there were a lot. Yeah, there were a lot of Wonder Woman and Supergirls. Absolutely. Between the movie coming out a few days after MegaCon and Supergirl being in its second season on TV, uh, that those two were huge. Yeah, um, there was tons of Overwatch characters. Oh, yeah. That had to be the number one costume. That Overwatch. had to be the number one costume. I number two I... was probably Wonder Woman, but number one had to be anything Overwatch. Yeah, I felt like I must have seen thirty different Reapers. <laughs> bunch of divas that kind of stuff and again i love overwatch i love the game it's just that it seemed like that was overkill with that one at a point in time and i will admit until that convention i could not tell you i'd ever heard the name or the word overwatch really never had now if it was an ad in the comic i'd read then i'm sure yes i flipped past it but you know it's like commercials on tv you skip them so you flip past the well, ad well you've heard of warcraft i'm guessing yeah oh yeah warcraft yeah same developer okay do you know that much by now I didn't. I know that okay, now. now you know. I did not know that before. Anything Blizzard they touch becomes huge. Okay. So Overwatch, uh, I knew it was going to be a big one, and it's a great game. From what I understand, my son plays Overwatch. Does he? I might have bought him the game for all I know, or he might have bought it on his own. I, I, I'm not sure, but never had heard of it that I could tell you. So yeah. I definitely didn't recognize those costumes. Now here's a question too for you. Um, my personal favorite cosplayer, uh, Lawrence C. Um, you said you're a big fan of her as well. Amazing person. She's great to our show. She commented this on a Twitter page not too long ago. Okay, okay. Hold on. Before you, before you go any further, yeah, I do want to comment on one. The Hellboy, or maybe it's Hellgirl, or Hell character. Yeah, I don't know if it's gender neutral it's, or not. It's Hellboy, yeah. Fantastic costume. Oh, okay, it's, okay, it's, sorry. it's by far her... I mean, sorry. she makes amazing costumes anyway. Right, That's sorry. by far her best costume. Okay, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Go um, back to your thoughts. But she commented on Twitter the other day that there were some cosplayers who were charging money to take pictures with them. Yeah, that's just... What's your opinion on that, honestly? I won't say it's wrong. It's, it's America. Right. It's a free country. You can charge whatever you want to charge. However, there are things that are smart. There are things that make sense. There are things that are dumb. That one's kind of dumb. Yeah, I'm, I just, I'm against it. I am. I, I, and I'm glad she commented on it because it's like, okay, she's one of the elite cosplayers by far. Yeah. Most people really aren't near her level, but she won't charge anybody. She loves what she does. Yeah. I'm sure um, she makes money selling prints and other things like that. I actually don't possibly. know. Well, most, most of them will do things like that, which makes sense. That, right. that, that works. Um, but she, yeah, she commented on that, and that's how kind of I felt. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't know if it was insult to them. Yeah. But I'm glad to get an elite person taking a stance on that, saying, okay, this is kind of wrong. Again, there's, there's nothing actually wrong ethically about it. It's just, why would anyone pay you to have I just make it a point not to do it. Yeah. You know? Um, it's, it's just weird. Yeah. I mean, it, so. But now, those same people, if they wanted to charge to show up at a kid's birthday party or at a school or a hospital or right. things like that to, to do things, it makes perfect sense. They don't care that you're not a certain star. You don't have to actually be Robert Downey Jr. If you are somebody who looks like him in an Iron Man costume, you can show up at a party, get paid for that. That's Now you're being paid to be an actor, basically, right. versus just... Really? And that guy over there walking around has just got a costume. I'm going to get my picture with him for that's free. That's what I did, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm, that's how I felt. I just throw that out there. Yeah, that was, that was kind of odd. I didn't, I didn't notice that. but um, So overall grade, because I know we're running out of time right now, overall grade for Megacon, in your opinion? Overall grade? Um, definitely not lower than a B. Okay. De- definitely not lower than a B. Maybe I'll just give it a solid B. I think that's what I'll do. There's a lot of organizational things they need to do to get up to an A. Um, 
I had fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't want to give anything lower than that. You know, it'd be a good positive number. I'm right there with you as well. There's some, definitely some room for improvement. But for the most part, I, I enjoyed all four days. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to come back next year as well. Loved it. It's MegaCon. My favorite time of the year. Yeah. Um, and I know that's just a good recap right there. That's not a bad recap. Um, although, uh, one last thing. Yes. I don't remember them doing the parade this year. Last year, and I want to say the last no, two years, right. they did a parade, and it seemed to have disappeared this year. And it could be because they are owned by somebody new who didn't want to do the parade. I forgot about that. But that was one thing that was missing that I wanted to make sure to do a comment. It's like, bring back the parade. That's where you can get a lot of those people who um, are not your normal con-goers interested in stuff like that and realize something's going on and draw them towards the place. Yeah. Didn't even think of that. Okay. Thank you for mentioning right, that. I, yeah. I noticed that. Um, this week as well, some news, big news, Wonder Woman was released. Wonder Woman, yeah, so we are in the news officially. All yes. right. So Wonder Woman was released. It's fantastic. And, but see, I knew you were going to say that anyways, and you and I talked about that many times. I told you from day one I'm going to wait till other reviews. Yep. Because I've been disappointed the last couple of times in DC movies. Green Lantern, saw in theaters. Disappointed. Batman v Superman, saw it later on. Disappointed. Suicide Squad, saw in theaters. Disappointed. I was very disappointed. I just no desire to see this movie. However, the reviews from many people coming back say this movie is actually really good. I think the yeah. worst movie, I'm sorry, the worst review I've heard so far was it's decent. I'm okay with that review. Yeah. Um, while I've complained about Rotten Tomatoes in the past, mm-hmm. this one is holding now at a week later at a 93 right. for both critics and audiences. Right. Um, so it's, it's a very solid. So I'm going to see it this Saturday. Right. Uh, that's the plan right now. I'm looking forward to it. A uh, couple questions for you, though, regarding okay. this. Number non, one, non-spoiler. actually... Non-spoiler. This is very non-spoiler right, right here. Okay. Well, the first question is in dollar-wise. It made a tons of money. It already, it already passed Green Lantern's overall yeah. budget, I mean, overall gross. Yeah. In the, the total gross. Weekend. Yeah, the total gross. That's is... impressive. Um, do you think, because again, you like Batman v Superman, you like Suicide Squad, that's fine. No jokes, jokes aside. Do you, you know they, they were not well-received. Right, right. Correct. Do you think... Those movies aren't being not received, being DC movie next. Do these numbers actually hurt Wonder Woman? Could it have been part, better than it was? Part of me thinks that those two did hurt Wonder Woman. Part okay. of me wants to say that because this is a DC movie. Right. Suicide Squad might not have on its own because the general audience isn't going to think of Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman in the same breath. Yeah, right. But Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, yes, somewhere. Um, so Batman vs. Superman by itself probably should have hurt Wonder Woman's number. Which, if that's the case, if it actually did, then it's going to have long legs. Again, no pun intended. It's going to go longer because as people like yourself wait to hear and discover, oh, I should be going to this, it's going to carry on for multiple weeks longer than it would have if it was more front-loaded. Again, no pun intended. It's just... Wow. They just seem to be You coming. made that joke. John Paul made that. I didn't think you had it in, John think, Paul. Yes, one of those I things. didn't think you had it. I'm, I'm um, proud of you. However, on the flip side, a lot of people coming out of Batman for Superman because no matter what it was, how it was received, it made a ton of money. Well, those characters everybody went to see money, it. Yeah. Everybody went to see it. Most people came out saying two things: one, Ben Affleck was a great Batman, and Wonder Woman was fantastic. Right. Some people said Wonder Woman saved the day. Some people said Wonder Woman and Batman. I don't think anybody said Batman by himself, but. She was always in the mix of... And I didn't like was, the movie at all, but I, I enjoyed both yeah. of them, yes. So it could be that it actually boosted Wonder Woman a little bit of, 
well, at least a good part of that's getting a movie. Maybe I'll get something better here. It could have. I doubt it boosted it, but it probably gave it some free publicity, um, keeping that in people's minds and setting that up, at least. And it gave them an idea that they already liked the actress and the way the character was being portrayed. They didn't have to worry about, oh, what's this character like? You know, what is this reboot like? They already knew going in. There was a comfort level. That that might be something that helps. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first female superhero to have her own movie since Supergirl. Helen Slater, am I right yep, here? Yeah, Helen Slater, who is the current Supergirl's mom on Supergirl, the TV show. And she's still attractive, by the okay, way. Yeah. I'm surprised in that one. But yeah, this is the first um, female-led movie of any of the mainstream ones. I can't swear there's not one out there that we're not thinking of right now. Yeah. But Do you think this is going to open doors? Um, I mean, are we finally going to see a Black Widow movie? Are we going to finally see a Captain Marvel movie? We are going to see more female ones. We're definitely There's a Captain Marvel one already definitely on track. Black Widow, I don't know if they're going to do it or not, but there's a Captain Marvel one coming. Um, there'll be more female-led movies. Will DC do more? Will Marvel do more? I, who knows? Um, we'll see more of them. Um, I think the bigger door is on the director's side because there have been plenty of female-led movies. I mean, Ripley and Alien and Aliens. I mean, yeah. Ripley was the star. you, you got plenty of, of action that, things yes. like that. There's, there's no question females have had plenty of leads. I'm not going to say they're over, you know, there's a greater proportion of women doing things, but they've had a lot of that. The female directors have definitely been underrepresented in big blockbuster movies. And Patty Jenkins now has the number one movie for any female director, and it will probably end up being one of the top, you know, grossing movies of all time. And she's shattering records right now. Oh, yeah, left and right. Yeah. Both women's records and general records. So, no, it's... And because you mentioned it's already beat Green Lantern's total. It's already outpacing um, Iron Man, Man of Steel, Iron Man 2, um, several movies, both Marvel, DC, and others. Um, It's outpacing those. Um, It's Tuesday, that was one of the things people looked at was the Mondays and Tuesdays to see, okay, after the weekend, what happens? Because, you know, it was going to drop when you get in during the week. And I don't know about Monday, but it's Tuesday was the highest grossing Tuesday in June ever, beating Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, which were the biggest ones. So if you've got that level of holdover, then this next weekend is probably going to be the real test. Not the test of how of whether or not it's a good movie or how what its total is going to be, but the test of just how gigantic a blockbuster because you got Tom Cruise and The Mummy coming out. And that's my next question. Do you think... What do you think is going to happen? What's your overall going to happen this weekend with those movies? I, I have a feeling those two are going to split the box office pretty evenly. I think Wonder Woman is going to come out on top. But it'll be, you know, 55-45. I, I'm I actually going to disagree with you here. Yeah? I think Wonder Woman's going to demolish it. And it could. It could. Because I think you've said before, Tom Cruise doesn't have as big a name anymore. The but movie trailers right, have not been great. It's got like 23% or whatever it is on Martin yeah. Tomatoes. It's not getting well received. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the conservative answer of 55, 45, right. and just barely, because so many people have already seen it. I'm going to say 70, 30. And that would be great. Um, I don't actually, probably 60, 40. Yeah. Just because, again, it is the second week. Yeah. It's just that Wonder Woman, there were a lot of people like me. Holding off, like, I want this yeah. to be good. I'm not spending more money on DC moving to a hair. Good ones out there now, finally. And this weekend, And now you finally get another ones out there. So people like me are going to say, okay, you know what? Now I'm going to go see it now. And the second viewings. The second okay. viewings as well. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to see it again, I'm guessing. Yeah, maybe not this weekend, but yes, I'll see it again. Okay. Uh, there's one, I'm not going to tell you what the scene is. There's one scene early in the movie um, on Paradise Island. Yeah, that was in the trailers. There's Paradise Island. Yes, I figured that'd be Minor spoiler there. Sooner or later, I figured that'd be in the movie. There is a scene on Paradise Island that you really, everybody needs to watch multiple times probably because there's so much happening on the screen 
in different parts of the screen, you want to watch it over and over so you can, okay, the first time, watch the general action and watch where your, your eye is drawn to the main action. But then watch it again and again to be able to say, well, what was going over behind that boulder? What was going on in front of that tree? You know, right. whatever. You want to see that because they put so much attention to detail in it that it's, it's, it's going to be cool. You'll, know it's, you'll immediately know what scene I'm talking about when you get to okay. it. Okay. Um, again, I'm going to see it this Saturday. Hopefully, you get a review, a group review coming very soon after yep, that. Very soon. Um, one other big news item. Yeah, one other big news item. Um, Batman number 24 hit the stands this week. And this one is a spoiler. I mean, probably don't have to have much of a spoiler in front of it because USA Today and every website in the world seems to be talking about it. But just in case you don't want to hear, go away now. I'm Count clear. to three, two, one. Really? All right. Too late. The you 10 listeners we have. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> don't lose a 10 listeners, John Paul. Yeah. All right. Batman asks Catwoman to marry him. Um, not an imaginary story, you know, not anything else. Now, we don't know what her answer is yet. It was in the last couple of pages of the book. Um, or is I, there a ring? Do you have a ring? Yes. Uh, do, you, I imagine do you mind having I imagine the exact story spoiled? No, I can probably read this, and I don't want anybody else to get it spoiled, but I imagine it's a big ring. Um, I mean, if it's not a really gigantic ring, I would say no, just in general. Yeah, yeah, no. I I, mean, I, he has the money. Yeah, he does. No, but you're right. He, he's got plenty of money, so it's... it's okay. But the ring plays into the whole thing. Oh, it does good. Yes. I'm just making a joke there. And... No, the ring plays into the thing. It's, it's, it's very cool. It, it's, um, for anyone who's watched Newsroom, Aaron Sorkin's um, Newsroom uh, from HBO from a few years back, you'll see a parallel to a ring from that show. I'll just I'll say that. It's kind of cool. It's like Lord of the Rings ring? No, no, awesome. no we're, not going there. we're not going there. Okay. I, that'd be kind of cool if you had the, the one ring, the no, power ring. cool. So that's all the news I actually had, because I want to make sure we spent time with Megacon. But we do have to end with a B-Man. Question of the week. All right. Well, you and I are both 80s kids, right? Yeah. 80s, that's our childhood. Yeah, 70s and 80s, but yeah, yeah 80s, yeah. Um, I think it's the best time for music, best time for TV shows, my personal opinion. If you can reboot one TV show from the 80s, that time period, or maybe late 70s, that, that yeah, time yeah. period. Okay, I'll fix that. It, since I don't have one in mind right now, I'm not going to answer it right now, but can I say, can we start with late 70s, Late 80s? 70s, yeah. I'll okay. go with that because I'm not sure my dates either, okay. actually. Right. But that time period, right. what would that reboot be? Well, that's good. Yeah, it is. And that's it even right. brings up the should some things be rebooted. That's so true. I guess we should go into it assuming somebody could do a good job. Right. Just assume they're going to do a good job. What could benefit from being well, rebooted? Well, like if he started out, the reboot was great. At least when it started. Yeah, I didn't like it. I like the reboot, really? I didn't like it from the very first moment it came on. Not because it was a reboot. I loved V, but I was, and I was excited. I just didn't like it. Maybe it's because they cut Anara's hair. Maybe I'm that superficial. I don't know. Uh, yeah, she wasn't as attractive. I mean, she's a fantastic actress. No, she's great. Yeah, I'm joking. But, she's amazing. But maybe it could be something that simple. Just like the reactions the general audiences have to Penny's hair being cut on Big Bang Theory. I know it's stupid. I, I made a joke there. I mean, I generally don't care what the hair looks like. I, I, I know. But the actress but, is still amazing. But every little thing you see in a TV show... Yeah, you were. Right. Okay. ...fills in your opinion. Who knows? Maybe that one thing would have tipped me from not liking it to, eh, it's okay. That's as far as I would have gone. Typical guy answer from you, John Paul. Typical guy answer. Yeah. Yeah, Disappointed be. in you right now. All right. I'm sorry ashamed. about that. All right. So do you have any, any other kind of rules on this question? Anything we should keep in mind as I'm finding our music for the week? I, yeah, finding music earlier. Yeah, okay, um, well, I should do that. Think of something that, again, has to be, that can be made well. Text. 
What, you need a text message? Well, right as I'm getting ready to turn my volume, I get a text message. So I'm assuming that's my wife letting me know. She made it safely to her meeting. Well, I'm glad she made it safely. Which is great. All right. Well, I'm well, good. So as soon as you want to hit that music, I'm out of here. All right. You pay well, me. I'm okay. Well, for John Paul. Be man. We are out of here. <laughs>